0: Hey, and welcome to the Quest Podcast. We are so excited that you are here. Life with Christ is an absolute journey, and you do not have to do it alone. Jesus is in every single bit of it. We are excited to help you connect the Bible, the Word of God, to our culture and your calling. God has so many great things in store for you and for the world around us if we choose to step in with his mission and his calling in our lives. So grab a backpack, a water bottle, and join us on the adventure. Hello, Quest listeners, this is Michaela and Brent, and we have Derek Cook, D. Cook, in the room today, (laughs) so we're excited for you to be here. We talked about you last week, and so now we get to talk to you, and so if you uh, didn't get to listen to last week's video, I would love for you to go check it out as we talk to Clay and Cherie. And now we yeah. have D. Cook in the house.
1: So Perfect. we're excited to have you, And man. we're continuing on the theme of culture, which is such a fun topic. And a part of the reason we're bringing D. Cook in right now is he's one of those unique guys that I just love having on campus. like So if I'm just spouting a few praises off, he's that guy at the school that is very... Um, from what I can tell, maybe not inside, but he seems very <laughs> okay with himself. Like he like, quickly <laughs> yeah. like, I am who I am. Yeah. And so, um, but within that, man, you have a love for Jesus. Yeah. Um, but you also cross over groups like you've done, um, whether it's karaoke nights or different things where you brought different um, groups on and off campus together right. and you have a heart for that. Um, so you have a love for Jesus, but you connect, I mean, I know you've worked in different places, whether like it's Walmart, and other places, so you, you mm-hmm. connect with crowds inside and outside what you might call Christian bubble or Christian world. Yeah. And so you have a heart for Jesus, but, and you're confident, it seems like in who you are, but you do it with the humility to where you don't necessarily turn people off, but you somehow have an ability to cross cultures yeah, and bring people together. So if yeah. we're talking about like high schoolers here, like, oh, and you're at your school, you love Jesus, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to jump gaps of social ter- stereotypes and groups and things that are happening there. So I guess for me, my first immediate question is, Um, have you always had that confidence of just who you are? Is that something that comes naturally or is that something you've had to learn? And then how do you do that? How do you be yourself in a way that you still allow others to have the freedom to be themselves without it coming across as though oh he's cocky? Because people don't seem to like look he was cocky and go away from you. They gravitate Mm. towards you.
2: Yeah. I mean so I would say I've always been very individual. You know like individualistic. I'll say that. And so I think maybe I always did things a little different than everyone else but at one point at some point in time during my middle I think it was probably my middle school years I realized that the differences I had were were god-given wow you know it wasn't it wasn't as if I was any different from her or you because I was a it was a curse. But those oh. those uniquenesses were blessings and would eventually cultivate later in life. But in, but I had to realize that they were going to cultivate later in life because in high school and middle school they're so caught up in just just persona and I got to be the coolest. I got to have the latest this. I have to rock the latest this. And you know I I grew up not in a we definitely were poor but we eventually got out of the poverty but uh i mean i just had to really struggle and go through things to where you know you might get made fun of every now and then but then you realize man i have a mom that loves me family that cares Mm -hmm. and you know uh and that's where the church stepped in and helped me was because as a believer you you get the sense of family and I always use this phrase whenever I'm talking with family is that relatives are given in the sense of like you, you can't choose a relative. My brother, my <laughs> yeah. mom, my dad. Oh, no, you can't choose those people. <laughs> but I choose family. Mm-hmm. So I choose the people that I recognize as as individuals that I love and care about. And then it's reciprocated. Mm-hmm. And I would I would do anything for that person because you got fam I mean, you, you know, you've got family members. If they ask you for, you know, 20 bucks, you're like, uh oh, I know what you're going to do with that 20 bucks. So I'm not going to give it to you. But a family member, you, you ask me for money, dude, I got you. You know, you ask me, you you need my entire paycheck, man. I, I don't care if I have to struggle and you need it, I got, I'll i do that. And so when, when I realized that and started choosing family uh, in, in my high school years, going into college, that's that's where I kind of realized, okay, I can be unique and then just being genuine about it. Because people can tell, so for instance, when you're in high school especially, they can tell if I'm trying to convert you from whatever you believe as far as a Baptist or Presbyterian or Methodist or whatever. And especially in the South, you know, everybody goes, at least goes to church. Yeah. But they can tell if they're trying to, they can easily tell if I'm trying to convert you or just love you Yeah. and wow. be there for you. And so, you know, a lot of times, I, the things I was doing, man, even in high school and, and, you know, my early years of college, I could care less about converting you from this to this, but let me just show you what love looks like. Mm-hmm. And, and when it comes to the cultural aspect, I I grew up in a multicultural environment already. So I think, I guess I kind of had that advantage in the sense of, you know, having white, family members and black family members. And like my mom dated this Mexican dude for two years and <laughs> my aunt's from Korea. And you know, it's just so many different things that that kind of, I guess birthed out of it. And so it just, I had a natural gravitation to just appreciation of culture. And when I, and so that just flowed over into my relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. It was that when I'm reading this Bible, I'm like, man, these dudes, because we think of, so to us, race is what the culture, what what culture is in the Bible. So we see black and white, but in the Bible, they saw Jewish and Gentile. Mm -hmm. And so when you're talking about crossing those cultural barriers, I think in the same way of how, you know, Jesus, Jesus came to break cultural barriers. Mm -hmm. But in today's terms if you were to use in today's references it was jesus came to break racial barriers mm-hmm. um because we've decided i mean we invented race i mean you know it was it was a human invention god didn't say you know oh, i want to make black white asian you know pacific islander and it was yeah. it was us so once we decide to say aside from what your race is man i just want to i want to see who you are see the type of people you live with who you live with what type how, how do y'all worship how do you love how do you whatever it may be and then just invite them into your space or even better yet go to them mm-hmm. you know and that's even better because you're and not and, and again with a genuine heart though because you don't want to go in there with any yeah. you know yeah. I guess you could say facetious intent or Oh, I'm just going in there to try to prove that yeah. they're not really Christians, or you know, I don't know. So I mean, that's kind of that's kind of how I approach it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So many questions. Just uh, my my first immediate question. I know I have stuff to add to this too. Yeah. You, I mean, I wish people could see you. You, you have a sense of uh, just style, and so like, <laughs> and, and, and what I mean by it is like, um, even though you can just talk about community and relatives and the family in that way, I think you have a you, you have a you have a love for quality and excellence. Yeah. So how do you? Have an opinion, but still be able to embrace different people and celebrate them. The, the, the flip side with, like, um, with, let's say you're doing karaoke night, I, mm-hmm. I haven't been there the a whole time. I'm sure the songs you might love and may not love as much, mm-hmm. or some people might be better or worse than others, but I get the general <laughs> sense with D Cook that you're going to have a positive vibe about you and encourage people, even though I'm sure you have different opinions. So, I guess for me, um, I think sometimes we feel like we almost have to be pushovers or not have an mm. opinion to embrace or go across culture, how do you how do you embrace different cultures of people that are different than you while still kind of being true to yourself
2: well i'm i guess there's a, there's a big difference between having an opinion and, and a forceful opinion
1: mm-hmm.
2: so mm-hmm. you know i think when you're dealing with when you're de- so for instance we did we had one instance one night and i think it was i want to say it was maybe even the the afro-caribbean night where you know we're focusing on celebrating the Haitian Trinidadian um, Caribbean islands of people because we have actually a bigger population of afro-caribbean students on campus and I just unless you know what afro-caribbean means you don't know that they're they're not oh they're not just not to say there's a difference in black or white black and I guess you say the Afro but there's a very distinct cultural yeah. difference. Yeah. I right. mean they speak different yeah. languages yeah. and everything. But until you just go up and talk to them and, and know their you know their history and background, you don't know that they're not born in America. Right, you may not separate. And yeah. exactly. And so once I found that out, I said, "Yo, we got to do something for them because mm-hmm. they they're on campus. They're yeah. not a huge population, but they're on enough to make a difference and they would show out." And they did. And one of the girls that was not even I, I think she might have been some type of Hispanic, and she sang this song, uh, and it wasn't even English, and I want to say, it, it might have been French, and it was uh, it was incorporating French and English, and uh, some of the I mean some of the things were kind of you were sitting there thinking to yourself, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard someone say. <laughs> But it's a song and it's representative of a French culture or whatever, you know, whatever they and that's how they did it. And it was a poetic piece and it was more there was it was mostly metaphorical. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, I didn't know anything about that. I didn't know I had to talk to her and figure that out. But right after she gets done, you know, I come back on on the mic and I'm like, that was very different, but I loved it. And so the, my opinion, it, like you can have that opinion of, you know, not to say I didn't like it or, you know, whatever, but having an opinion of saying it was different. It's very different, but I can love you. And my number one thing is just seek to understand before you cast any judgment. Mm-hmm. So if I seek to understand in every situation, if I seek to understand in your style of music, mm-hmm. your choice of words, your belief system and i just seek to understand what that is for you or why you do that and you know and then follow that up with you know the actual having the love of jesus saying yeah that wasn't my style but loved it and love you Mm. like that's that's how i try to have an opinion of because you know so many people uh, uh, of course hot topic is you know black lives matter and all lives matter and i mean i've gotten pretty much cussed out almost by family members of mine for just going to protests and just, you know, whatever. And just saying that, OK, I don't even and again, I don't even agree with everything that the Black Lives Matter organization stands for. But if I see somebody hurting, man, I'm not going to I'm, I'm going to go out there and, and mm. protest against the hurt or the injustice. I mean, I would have went to an Asian Lives Matter protest if after the shooting. I don't care, man. And if there was a mass shooting of white people in America, I would go to a White Lives Matter. I don't, you know, <laughs> whoever's hurting, mm-hmm. yeah. You 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 attend to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I had I had family members almost cussing me out, and I'm I'm like, dude, I'm not I'm not upset that you're saying something different than what I'm saying. I just need you to be okay with that. What I'm saying is a passion of mine, but there were the, it was always, it was never reciprocated. So once you have a, that, just try to build that even yeah. playing field of, you know, I, we disagree, but I can still love you as a person. And at the end of the day, I'm not gonna not jump in front of a bullet from front of you because we have different ideologies. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to, I want to be what Jesus was on this earth and, be a living sacrifice so
1: and I totally want to hear what Michaela has asked too the one thing I want to just kind of comment I was a missionary in New Zealand for about two and a half years mm. and one of the what things I hear you saying is almost like you almost approach it somewhat like a missionary in the sense of when you first go into a new culture like it doesn't mean you don't have values and truth but we would call it suspended judgment mm. there's a certain amount of Rather than going in when you when you're not used to that culture and saying this is right that is wrong based off what I know, yeah, that you go in almost and saying that's different, but teach me about that, and right. so before you ought instantly judge it because it's different than your world, you leave space to to understand first. Right. and so that that's pretty awesome. That it seems like you naturally when you step into different places and cultures have a certain amount of um, freedom, to have suspended judgment that you still have values, but you're not too quick to instantly insert your bias or beliefs yeah. into a setting without understanding. First.
2: Yeah. I I mean, kind of even going off of that, I wonder how much time Jesus spent listening to his disciples. Mm. Cause we see the red, you see where he's yeah. talking, yeah. but there's, there's no time stamp on when he talked yeah. to when they respond to when he talks again, wow. there's no timestamp. Right. So, and then on top of that, especially, you know, not all the disciples liked each other. So, if Jesus talks and then I say something, but then Peter says something. I don't like Peter. I might not say what Peter said because I'm telling this from my point of view. So, <laughs> so yeah. Peter could have talked for a day mm. and Jesus could have sat there mm. the entire time. How do you know that? Yeah. So it's good. a full comment. And then, I mean, like, like what you're saying, the cultural thing. Uh, can you still be Christian and have an arranged marriage?
1: Mm. Because
2: uh, uh, there's a lot of places where they do arrange marriage, and yeah. and they, I mean, they still love the Bible, yeah. they still read the Bible. Yeah. But you, you were, you, if you were to go over to, you know, let's, you know, whatever country you choose. I mean, I, I know it's stereotypical to say India, but you know, it's, if you were to go to Bangladesh or something, ninety percent of the marriages are are arranged. Does that mean they're any less believers because they didn't? choose that person and you know they didn't follow our customs of you know trusting in god to bring you your wife and her husband that's
0: that's so it it reminds me of just like this when jesus talks about nations like Mm. there's different cultures and different nations and different understandings of god's word that actually bring life to exactly. other believers, if you just listen, yeah. like heaven's gonna look like all of these different cultures coming together, right? right? And so uh, the way that you worship is might be different from the way I worship, where somebody else worships, right? And, yeah, and they're different cultures, and and as you were talking about, like the carry the um, Afro Caribbean night, mm-hmm. like maybe that's not your jam.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, it might it, not be.
0: It might not be. Uh, But, like, you see the person, and you Mm -hmm. see that it's their jam. Yeah. And so, Mm. like, just recognizing that and understanding it, like, changes my heart about, like, okay, like, I'm going to let you love how you love to worship. Mm -hmm. Maybe that my heart doesn't connect with God like that. Yeah. Um, It's just, I don't know if you guys have read um, Sacred Rhythms. Uh, Just a, it's, it's a book about... Um, all these different ways that we can connect with Christ. Like some people connect through nature. Some people yeah. connect right. through contemplation or study or worship yeah. or um, or go into protest. Like mm-hmm. some people find Christ and connect with Christ when they're advocating for other people. Yeah. Some people don't. They just want to sit in silence and sit and think about God. Mm. It's it's different in those ways too. When Let's I have a question. See. Okay. When... You said you grew up with so many different cultures right. around you yeah was there a point where you were like wait there's actually a divide here and like people don't see this the way that i see it oh, was there a point where that like happened to you and yeah then, and then how did we move forward from that to to get to where we are here for you
2: um i think the first time so looking back at it i didn't i didn't fully understand it but I knew that there was something wrong. So when I was five years old, I couldn't go to my mom's uh, grandparents' house okay. or or that side of the family that when they had Thanksgiving or anything. Uh, and I knew that there was an issue because everyone else was going, mm-hmm. but me and my brothers and, and you know me and my sister at the time couldn't go. And I'm sitting. i you know, why is everyone going? I'm seeing pictures. You know, they're talking about seeing pictures and everything. And uh, it didn't. I knew that there was something wrong, but I, it, it, my mom didn't tell me until later in life that they said they just didn't want any n words around the house. Oh my gosh! And so yeah. I yeah. said to myself, wow. that's where I realized there's a big divide. Mm-hmm. And then from then just moving forward I just continued to see it more and more and it was it wasn't just in race it, it was in classism it was in I mean so many different mm-hmm. things and so I remember man I mean I you get made fun of just from the stuff you wear just you know whatever it may be and I realized there's a there's a big divide in in, in class yeah. because just because I don't because I don't have the freshest pair of Nikes and the yeah. best pair of clothes, and there's something wrong with me, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, I think moving forward to to get rid of that divide, is going to take a, a collective of of everyone together saying that you know, we're we're sick of of upholding a, I guess an idea that oppresses anyone. Um, but I I don't know if I don't know if it's, I want to say it's kind of hard to ask non-believers to do that just because I mean they they have different mo- I can't I mean the Bible explicitly yeah. talks about not holding people to, to biblical standard that don't they don't even read the Bible how do yeah. they they don't know it mm-hmm. and so uh, I would say but it's gonna it's gotta start with us if we're not the if not we're not the perfect example then they're gonna fall short and the same one of my mentors he told me uh, he would say he said uh, whatever you do you have to do it in excellence and far above, because your disciples and the people that oh he didn't mm-hmm. I guess you, but your disciples or yeah. mentees whoever it may be they're gonna they're gonna do it a little bit under you yeah. so they're gonna they're they if huh. you if you score a ten the people following you are probably gonna score an eight mm-hmm. so if you don't if we as believers don't score a ten mm-hmm. then the world is gonna you know they're they mm-hmm. I mean they're gonna score even lower than that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where we have to go is, you know, we have to become a united front as believers and saying, you know, we're not going to stand for any type of cultural barriers, no matter what the culture is or what the reason is, Mm -hmm. and just really loving people um, for who they are loving their cultures. And Mm kind of like you were saying, um, you know, it's it's not my jam they you say, that's not really my jam, (laughs) but, you know... I never, I never viewed the Bible or Christianity as just something that's just to make me better. Yeah, it should make the world better. Yeah. It should make others better. At what point do I stop being the main event and cannot and and become a hype man? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I, I, I may not know many country songs, <laughs> or or like much country music, but. If I if a believe you know a really good friend of mine who's a believer asked me to go, dude, I would be front row, singing wagon wheel, <laughs> like nobody's business, man. Um, because I believe in you, I believe in in the relationship, and I'm gonna I'm gonna again just really try my best to to be what Jesus was here and just sit sit with tax collectors or you know well, whatever it may be.
1: For those listening, your comment about. How in middle school, there was a moment where you found God's love celebrating your differences rather than seeing that as you not fitting in being like a shortcoming or fault Mm. of yours. Like, that's such a mindset shift for so many people to be able to live freely or differently, Mm -hmm. even in the midst of the, if, if there's that kind of confidence or affirmation, I feel like you can take the criticism or something like that, or even just the comments and they don't have to shake you the same way they would yeah. if you're still trying to fit in. Like, if you're still trying to feel like there's something wrong with you, and you have to fix it culturally-wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I love that. Um, I, I, I guess not, because it's not the right answer, but I feel like sometimes the cliche answer might be, or we, and we've talked about it, and I think it's power limit, but it's like, hey, if you're wanting to be a part of the change, get up and walk across the room. You know, go to the cafeteria. Yeah. Like, So I, I, I get that's a first step, but beyond, like, Is there anything else you would say for high schoolers wanting to engage with? I'm aware of that I hang out with people like me in my circle, and I want to engage for the gospel people across my youth group or across this school in a different way. Mm -hmm. Is there any other next steps besides them feeling like they just have to walk up and go talk to that group, which is still powerful, but is there there, there any other Mm -hmm. tips you would give me on? I would... This is the...
2: I guess you could say the 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 part of me that has been in a group where someone who's not part of that group walked up and tried to be a part of that group even if it was genuine uh just be careful because uh that group might be their safety net.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You never know and that might be the only time that you as a person or you as a person mm-hmm. can open up vulnerable for instance. Um you know, if there's a lot of Spanish people on campus, and let's say, for instance, during, uh, right after chapel or whatever thing they do, uh, you know, all the Spanish students, they meet over, you know, right in front of, uh, you know, Joyner-Hilson and they sit there and they're just talking Spanish the whole time. And you'd look crazy going up to a whole bunch of Spanish people and you can't speak Spanish. Trying to inject yourself into a conversation that's number one already going. <laughs> number two, you don't speak Spanish, so now they have to they have to cater the conversation to you so you feel included, and so just be careful about that. And under you gotta understand what that group's doing and how that is. But right. it might be safer to go one on one, and because if i know that you know you as a person you're part of like you, you talked about being a missionary so you're a mission let's say you're still currently a missionary and you're part of a an organization that accepts a select few people that are outside the missionary group or whatever because you need to trust that that person wants to go on a mission for the right reasons and 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 actually they're sold out as a missionary mm. well my best way is become friends with you, who's already in that group, form a genuine relationship with you, and ask if there's an opportunity for me to come hang out with you and the rest of the group or the other friends. So I think that could be an easy first step, is um, form a relationship maybe with one or two people that you already, maybe that's on your football team or your basketball team, or they're in your class already, you literally sit right next to them. You yeah. know their names, yeah, y'all grade each other's homework
1: you know what i mean it's, it's, yeah.
2: you know yeah. you know you lie for him, he lies for you you know <laughs> he got a hundred you know and so uh, you're you're already there, you're already with them mm-hmm. you just have to be intentional but intentionally and genuine about it, and not to ha- you can't go in with an agenda. Because a lot of times people come in, and once I notice that you have an agenda, I know you're not genuine. Mm. And when you, when you come in with an agenda, I want to be your friend, and then in a week, I want to make sure you know you invite me to your you know your your family's house, and then I want to go to the barbecue. And like you, can, but you can you can always mm. tell if that's their intentions versus being genuine, and the genuineness comes in and that if i go into the room and i try to be friends with you and you say nah you're not even hurt by it mm. that's genuine because i just genuinely wanted to see you know and if you're if you're not upset and hurt it's like man dude that was my one opportunity you know to mm. see. but if if i just do it mm-hmm. and i'm genuine about it i'm not even hurt because i know that they are saying no because they're probably hurt or have they have reasons for saying man, I I just I'm not really trustworthy of someone
1: that's outside of yeah what I'm used to. That's good. So yeah. super helpful. Got me thinking mm-hmm. a lot. D Cook, thank you so much for being here with us. Yes, perfect. Uh, was there any final things you want to say before we kinda of close up here? Hmm. Any final words? <laughs> uh
2: just enforcing is enforcing kind of what we just talked about. You know, just start you know, start small, man. You you can't eat an apple in one bite <laughs> I mean if you can I'll be impressed but you know right, right, you can't right. eat an apple in one bite man right. you gotta you gotta and everybody has and then everybody has a different way of eating an apple mm. you know I go for the center and go around and then eat the top and the bottom but that's just me so you know right. find what find what works and it's gonna, might be some trial and error might be some hurt involved but yeah if these are people that are hurting they've been hurting their whole lives so
1: well, I appreciate you what you bring to this campus as a student as a leader. I know um, Michaela does too. So yeah, um, as always, the Quest podcast is happening. Uh, whether yeah. it's right now or later on, we'll give a shout out to some of the things you're doing um, podcast wise as well. Perfect. Yeah. And I don't know if you want to do that now or later, but we yeah. Are.
0: Tell us what uh what you've got going for you right so, now. So
2: right now, um, I'm currently working on finishing up the YKTV podcast, and so this podcast is designed. To pose, uh, con- to give people the opportunity to talk about their differences and, uh, in a respectful manner. So it's a video podcast. Will be on Southern Wesleyan campus, and people, you know, talk about politics, love, relationships, and you know, just differing opinions and fun stuff too. You know, music and
0: current events. Yeah, sure. so, yeah. yeah, and again, you can find us at all of our social media: Instagram, Facebook. Um, SwoopQuest.com slash podcast is where you can find this. All of our resources. We got our blog up there. So you know where to find us. So thank you all for listening. Dika. thank you. You, you just bring such a light. Thank and, you guys. Um, man, it's all about genuine relationships. That's like right. At the center and the core, God is love. And yeah. if we know God, we know how to love other people. Yeah, so that's true. thank you for bringing that. We are glad you guys got to listen to us and we will see you next time.